I, it's so good to see people. Um, uh, I've, I've been preaching to the staff, and they're not people. So it's, it's good to see you. You know what? When, when I was a kid, um, one of the gifts that I remember was this hard plastic Zorro sword. Do you remember Zorro? Um, some of you do. If you're younger, probably not. But Zorro was a, a swashbuckling hero, and he wore all black, including a, a black cape and a black mask. He rode a black horse named Tornado. Is that cool? Um, uh, and he carried a bullwhip and a rapier sword. That's a little thin sword and and he one of his signature moves was he would take the tip of his sword and when he had performed a successful rescue and they were always successful he would do three quick strokes and go and make a z on a wall or a gate or a door or or anything that somebody would see when they came upon the scene so the makers of this awesome toy that I wanted so badly made it so that there was a piece of chalk on the end of this sword. <laughs> oh, man, I'm telling you what, it was great. And, and what you did is, is when you triumphed over whatever you were trying to triumph over, you could make three quick strokes <laughs> and make a Z on something. It was, it was really cool. My brother, who's a year and a half older than, than I am, he got one too. And we couldn't wait to get outside and play because, frankly, mom wouldn't let us play inside. So picture this. You have an 8-year-old and a 10-year-old with swords. What do you think is going to happen? We had a sword fight, of course. So we took these hard plastic swords and we had a sword fight and they lasted all of 10 seconds before they broke. We didn't even get a chance to use the chalk. That was the whole reason for this sword. It was the purpose of this sword uh, to make the mark of Zorro. I was going to make my mark all over the neighborhood. And now instead of making three quick strokes... I had a piece of plastic the size of a pencil with a chalk on the end of it going, it was pathetic. Oh, every gift has some kind of purpose, right? A couple of years ago, Cheryl got me a 16-penny nail gun to build a, a new house with. Um, to build something that lasts, you know? I mean, it's a useful tool that can, can have a real purpose. I can't wait to actually use it. My, my daughter knows that I love to go to the movies, so what she normally does, does is, is she buys me a movie pass. Now, that's not a gift that lasts, but it provides uh, some enjoyment. Uh, the purpose of the gift is a couple of hours of fun. One year, Cheryl and I got Brandon, uh, my oldest, uh, tickets to the Royal Rumble. You have to say it like that or it's not good. Um, professional wrestling at its best. The ultimate warrior, Hulk Hogan, Rowdy Roddy Piper. It was awesome. We watched them together every weekend. It was a father and son thing. And the tickets to the Royal Rumble, the show, I mean, it didn't last very long. 
But it wasn't about the show. It was about making memories. Memories are something that last. Certainly lasted longer than my Zorro sword. Last week we talked about the gift. Making sure that the gift was right. That the gift was authentic and not a copy of the real thing. Not a counterfeit gift. Because if the gift was anything but authentic, we would still be lost. For kids, the, the purpose is normally just for enjoyment only, right? I mean, today, much of the time, it has to do with electronics of some type that keeps the child from ever talking to me again. For some, it's an actual toy of some kind. They've seen the advertisements or they've seen a friend play with it and, and they've, they've put it on their Christmas list and so that's what they get. For adults, however, it's a little more difficult. You try to get them something useful, something that they need. And guys, that doesn't mean that you get your wife a thigh master because you think she needs to lose weight. If you're planning on new, doing that, please let your wife know so that she can get you a matching doghouse for you to sleep in. Last year, Cheryl's mom and dad bought us an air fryer. How many of you have air fryers? Oh, I love my air fryer. We use this several times a week. It makes crispy French fries without any oil or mess. And for leftovers, oh, it's great for leftovers. Fried chicken tastes like you just fried it again. Even pizza gets that crispy crust. I love it. Sometimes it may seem like a boring gift, getting someone what they need. I mean, let's face it, a vacuum cleaner isn't exactly an exciting gift. But it can be quite thoughtful if that's what they need. Well, God, the ultimate gift giver, looked at us and saw what we needed. What we needed was a Savior. Now, most of the time when we talk about the Christmas story, we go to the book of Luke. After all, the book of Luke has the angel Gabriel who goes to Mary and says, Hey, Mary, don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. Who doesn't want to hear that, right? And then it has the census and the long trek to Bethlehem and Mary riding on a donkey for three days. And ladies, how many of you want to do that when you're nine months pregnant? Oh, and, and how many stories can we write about the innkeeper? <laughs> Sorry, there's no room in the inn, but you can stay out back in my barn. And then there's the shepherds and the angels, and they're on a hill all singing kumbaya together. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Then the shepherds go to Bethlehem and they find the baby lying in the manger just like they were told. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's magical. It's miraculous. Personally, I like the Christmas story better in Matthew. It's grittier. It looks at the story from a different perspective. From Joseph's perspective, it's full of the human condition. The book of Matthew has the, the visit from the Magi and Herod's scheme to kill the baby king. And then when the Magi go back home without telling Herod where to find the child, Herod just has every male child two years and younger killed. 
just to make sure he got the right one. He didn't. I wonder if the Magi would have done anything differently if they knew that so many children were going to be murdered. I don't know. But Joseph had to escape to Egypt just to keep Jesus alive. I, I told you, it's gritty. But I like it better. Let me read you just a part of Joseph's story, okay? So Matthew 1, beginning in verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. But Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. Nice guy. He hadn't mind to divorce her quietly. Okay, not so nice. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Now there's three names given here in this short passage. You have Jesus, Messiah, or Christ, and Emmanuel. The first thing that you need to know is that Christ is not Jesus' last name. When we say Jesus Christ, we are giving Jesus a title. Messiah in the Hebrew or Christ in the Greek means the anointed one. So that's Jesus, the anointed one. Then remember what the angel said in verse 21. You are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus means the Lord saves. So you have the Lord saves, the anointed one. And then in verse 23, it says, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So now we have the Lord saves, the anointed one, God with us, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel. We always read these as names, but they're not just names. They're titles, they're descriptions. The angel told Joseph what this child is going to be by telling us what his name was to be what this child was going to be by giving him the name Jesus. Yes, Joseph the carpenter, raise him as your son. Show him the trade. Teach him how to walk and to talk and to ride a bike. Well, maybe not. But Joseph treated this child as his own son. But he also knew all along that he wasn't the boy's true father. The boy was put there in Mary's womb by God. And when Mary and Joseph did as they were told, both Mary in the book of Luke and Joseph in the book of Matthew were told to give him the name Jesus, they were giving him his purpose. This gift had a purpose, his mandate to save his people from their 
sins. God was giving the world the gift they needed. This gift already had a purpose. Now, you all know that music is my thing, right? I mean, it's why I was brought to Bachelor Creek. Uh, I love to sing, and over the years, there have been some songs that have just really, really touched me. And one of the songs is a Christmas song. It's called, Mary, Did You Know? There's a particular line in that song that gets me every time. And it goes, This child that you deliver will soon deliver you. Oh, Mary, did you know? It's beautiful, isn't it? Mary delivered God to the world. And then Jesus, in turn, delivered the world to God. Now, I assume that Mary was a true mother to Jesus. Not the physical part of being a mother, but she was that too. But the emotional part of being a mother. The mama bear who would protect her cub at all cost. What if she had known then that this baby she's holding in her arms is born to be nailed to a cross. And I know what you're thinking. Don't say that, Michael. It's a baby. But it's true. Yes, I know it was to be 33 years later, but her baby's future is set right while she's holding it. That baby is the sacrificial lamb of God. It's the reason he was conceived. It's the reason he was born. Right at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, he was baptized by John the Baptist. And in John 1.29, it says, The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Let me tell you, Everyone who was there knew what that meant. John wasn't referring to a cute little baby lamb to snuggle up to like, like the baby in the manger. John was referring to a lamb to be sacrificed. Every year, every Jewish family brought in their very best lamb. And if they didn't have one, they bought one. And the lamb was a sacrifice for their family's sin. That lamb had his blood spilled for the sake of that family. But Jesus, what did John call him? The Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. A perfect, spotless lamb worthy enough to sacrifice for everybody's sin. Their sin 2,000 years ago and my sin in 2020. Every year we have an abundance of visitors that, that come and, and visit us at Christmas and at Easter. And every church has the same. People who come to church just those two times a year to celebrate the miraculous, the virgin birth, the angels singing, the baby in the manger. Then at Easter they, they come again to celebrate the miraculous. He's alive! He was dead, and now he's alive. And I, I celebrate that, too. I believe that, too, every single word of it. 
But let's also talk about the gritty side of things. The purpose of the gift was to die. Oh, he would live life first. You know, the kind of life that we were unable to live without sin. But then, because he was spotless, because he was without sin, he was able to fully claim his name, his title, his purpose. A gift is only good if it serves its purpose. Some gifts just provide a season of enjoyment, a toy, a game, a movie pass. Some gifts are meant to last like a tool to make life easier somehow or a, or a fond memory. The gift of Christmas, however, had a purpose that was made known before they ever saw the child itself. Though Mary and Joseph didn't really know then just what that meant. Only that this child was going to be very, very special. And as the gift grew and matured and came into his own he knew what his name meant. He knew what his title called him to do. He knew what would be asked of him, and yet he knew his true father. He knew the past. He knew the future. And yes, he knew you while they were nailing him to a cross. The miraculous part of Christmas didn't stop with the angels singing or the virgin birth or the baby in the manger. If we leave him there, it's like leaving the wrapping paper on a gift and just appreciating it, how pretty you made it with ribbons and bows and a name tag. The miraculous part of Christmas still lies in his name. And you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, oh, we thank you. Father, I, I thank you for Christmas. I thank you for a time that we celebrate the virgin birth, the miraculous happenings all around it, the angels singing, the visit from Gabriel, all those things. Father, I also know that that, that gift, that child, that baby, that Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, had a purpose all along, and you showed it in his name. Emmanuel, God with us, you came to earth to love us, to show us what was possible, to show us how to live, to teach us a better way. Father, we thank you for, uh, for just being able to come here today. <laughs> to meet, to talk, to stand, to listen, to worship, to pray, to do all those things. And Father, I pray that you just guide us as a church. Help us remember this Christmas that, that things don't end with the baby in the manger. That's awful pretty. That there was a reason that you gave us that baby. That baby had to grow. That baby had to live. That baby had to die. <laughs> and then that baby had to live again. Wow, what you've given us.
a gift with a purpose. You love us so much. We just want to tell you how we love you. Let our worship tell you this morning. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.